0: It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast throwback week at Darlington is in the books. The Goodyear 400, William Byron gets his third victory of the season. Lots to unpack from the race, from the weekend. Uh, Ross Chastain just seems like America can't keep his name out of their mouths. We're going to dive into that whole saga We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the presentation on Fox, having some of the legendary drivers like Carl Edwards. We'll give a breakdown on that, and then we will be talking about some early leans for the NASCAR 2023 All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro, a track that hasn't seen cup racing action since the year 1996. It's going to be a crazy week, but the only way to start off, a crazy week on this show is to have a a crazy enough guest with me hosting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's Buddy Polly from Big Motors. You said Small it Blade. right. Yeah, of course. I have to. I have to always <laughs> say it right. Buddy Polly from Big Motors, Small Blade. He also has been seen on the Buddy Polly Safari. If you remember the show from last year, bringing Winston back that we did on yep. Guys YouTube and uh, maybe some more stuff here in the future. Buddy, you were in Darlington this weekend. Uh, how has life been, and how was the race? Happy late Mother's Day to your mom. Thank uh, you. Sorry Daniel Suarez didn't win. I know she's was a big Danny S guy. Was rough sure.
1: rough day. Rough day for Luigi. Um, no, I mean, Darlington was awesome. Um, it, throwback weekend is always, like, one of the best weekends of the year. Um, it's it's a great listening or um uh, seeing all the throwback gear and just all the just ridiculousness the people who bought the repop shirts and the mullets and the you know all the things it's it's a great weekend for guys like us who love the the fashion of the sport and love the throwback merch and then the racing of course was was great uh xfinity race was absolutely barn burner um and then the cup race was i mean we're going to talk about it it was batshit insane so yeah it is overall darlington never disappoints
0: yeah not at all you know throwback weekend at darlington this is my first year that uh i haven't been to the Goodyear 400 since it started back in 2021 so this is missed you yeah i know well it was the first i'll look at it this way there's pros and cons right uh the con i missed being uh or or seeing us on the back of the number 78 live fast motorsports car we had the bumper of the daily downforce out of the groove car darian and eric and Jarrett and danny were all there it was um it was a beautiful car man and bj mcleod was driving out just on that ass, dude. I remember watching oh, qualifying and, and and practice and then seeing it on the track, just like when some of the leaders were passing around. And I know it was it was unfortunate he had to dip out because of some uh, some contact with the wall, but that's okay. It was just awesome to see uh, our brand and, and the Garage Guys brand and, and the Daily Downforce out of the group on that vehicle. So big thanks to Live Fast Motorsports and BJ McLeod, uh, Matt Tift, all the guys over there, and, of course, Daily Downforce for – doing that for us but the pro to being home was i i definitely made my wife happy i made my mom happy Happy wife happy life yeah it's very true and uh and i got to uh we spent the saturday together and then sunday i did our playback stream which is playback.tv slash garage guys if you haven't got to check that out yet come join me this sunday for the all-star race carl's gonna be there yeah, yeah, you're gonna be yeah, yeah. you're gonna be uh, at the All Star Race too this weekend. North Wilkesboro is up in your neck of the woods, so when we get towards the end of the show, I definitely have some questions for you, and I think it'll help myself and the listeners learn a little bit more about what to look at, especially the gamblers out there for this weekend trying to figure out how to bet this race. We're gonna have some fun there, but uh, the 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 Goodyear 400 weekend never really is disappointed. I know they had an arcade there last year. Did that return? Uh, you know,
1: I did not see an arcade, I, I I will say, but I saw a lot of Terry and I saw some Bill Elliott and I saw a lot of the 75 greatest drivers of NASCAR. So, you know what? I'll take that. And I saw old race cars. So, you know, I've never been a big video game guy, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: There you go. Uh Was the uh, some other questions that I do have. When you were at the track, did you get any type of Darlington stripe due to the sun? On your um, body? yes, yes, I did. Um, my
1: thighs are absolutely burnt. Um, I wore my shorts or my short shorts, not my shorts, and um, yeah, they were not friendly to me. The sun was closer to Darlington than anywhere else.
0: It's it's ridiculously hot there. Like it, it is, really is dude. it is, it is hot as hell. Like it, is, it's hotter than hell. Our air conditioner started fucking up in the RV last year when we were there, and I was I was not happy. I
1: would have I would have given up. I would have just I would have just laid out in the sun. That would have been the end of me. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely <laughs> not. So
0: yeah, so it, needless to say, it, it's it's hot out there. It's, it's hot. Warm. It's warm um but uh the campground scene usually is decently for a track called too tough to tame you would think it would be a little more wild the campground scene the two years we went wasn't as wild uh did you get to experiment around there at all buddy um i did i saw my old buddy cloud turkle he's a chicken pit
1: crew member um at least that's what he claims to be um we saw him uh we saw lots of mullets we saw cutoff T-shirts. I saw way too many men's belly buttons, um, and yeah, it was uh, it was. I mean, everything you could ever want out of Darlington, and everything you could never want out of Darlington.
0: They had uh, they had a competition. <laughs> there was some kind of competition for like best throwback gear. Yeah, Harris, our, our, yeah. our good friend of the show, Harris Liu, uh great graphic designer, does a lot of work for drivers and uh, teams. Harvick, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Especially that he uh he has become one of my really good buddies him and Emily both run a great business with Lou creative and uh and, and so I know that he had a they had a picture in the hotel where he had his entire Mark Martin outfit laid out <laughs> yeah on the bed and he was just smiling couldn't even fake sleep because he was so excited I don't know if you got to see him out there yeah. I hope that he won I
1: I would imagine he did I wasn't sure who won I was um I was too busy trying to stay cool. Cause I was going to die. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine I'm going to say one.
0: Yeah. Guess, I will,
1: I'll give them the prize.
0: I'm gonna guess, like, you, I feel like if anybody went out there and just had like one of those like sanitary ice coolers with like those little towels where it would have like,
1: been unsanitary with my sweat. That's what would
0: happened. But imagine if you bought like, you know, I don't know, like a thousand styrofoam ice chests and a thousand of those rags, and you could sell them for like $10 a piece. You could just profit out there big time, big money making opportunities in Darlington. I think
1: I know what we're doing for the Southern 500.
0: There we go. We put yeah. some branding on there. It would be good. Yeah. Go. And one of these you can days, sell for
1: 20 then. Oh,
0: yeah. See, one of these days, dude, I, I'm just going to, like, whenever I get the money to just, I can just piss it in the wind. I want to. <laughs> Print out like T-shirts or towels and just pass them out to everybody going to sit in the stands with the brand on it, just to yeah,
1: yeah. Why not? Like Goodyear, yeah. Goodyear gave us towels. That was nice.
0: Garage guys, same same thing. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but (laughs) G's. Yeah, G's. Yep, yep. Just a lot, whole lot of G's, a whole lot of grands, a lot of money.
0: Right, it's well, in the wind. <laughs> yeah, they did have the, the blimp out there. Yeah, wait, we, we, we can we can only hope for so much, you know. But uh, they did have uh they they did have a great presentation from what I heard, and uh, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter this weekend. I did see uh you talked about Terry, and the last thing I'll say about this before we actually talk about the racing and what went down was uh one of the guys that I met a couple years ago. He's a I think he's a big Chase Elliott fan. He always will like wear this superhero outfit with uh with like the Napa uh fire yep. it's like a jump yep. I saw him Terry he went they Terry wore Terry Chase Narry Seder is his uh is his handle. Oh I, I oh I know I know good dude good guy I didn't know it was him I didn't know it was him at first until mm-hmm. I uh I went on my Instagram and I saw him on my on my feed and he was wearing it. I was like oh my god it, that was him I was like he did Terry. We talked to them at,
1: at Atlanta. We talked to them a good good while about Kellogg's and their uh and their fight to stop, you know what? Yeah, masturbation. You can Thank say. Thank you. It. Okay. I didn't know, but yes, they yeah, no yeah. abstinence to the nth degree at Darlington this weekend cuz <laughs> Terry was back.
0: You know, for for anybody that doesn't know about that, there's this uh this rumor that cornflakes were basically made to help uh, soldiers not masturbate while they were in the army. And then it just kind of trickled down to just like Americans in general, just like the guy. Yeah. Who, like, yeah. He, yeah. Trying to, you know, he, he says it works. So, Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like Terry Labonte, I I don't think Terry, I, I don't know if Terry would would have been okay with representing that or not, but he did. Thankfully, he did. And and the car captivated my soul. I'm staring at the diecast of it right now. Big Terry fan. So, um, yeah. yeah, I will say this: I did eat some cornflakes as a kid. Didn't work. So <laughs> it has to be a rumor. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. One more now. thing. One thing. One more thing about Terry: they interviewed him before the race, and they said Terry. Riding around the, they had him riding around the track in a truck. And they said, Terry, doesn't this make you want to get back on the track? And Terry goes, No. <laughs> wow. Like confirmed. Are
0: we talking about Terry's the,
1: done? Real Terry Labani, The real, like, yeah, Terrence
0: Labani. Yes. He was he's done. I love it, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah he's like, No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, he's out he's out there just living his life, dude. He's out in Texas, got the grandbabies. I remember I got to meet him in Texas a couple of years ago, and it was Like, I don't fanboy, but that was the moment that I fanboyed. I was like like a a fucking 29-year-old at the time, like two years ago, and I'm just like wearing my fucking Terry shirt, and I'm just like, hey, like, there was a time where I played with your race cars. And he was like, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, a lot of people did. (laughs) Still got them. And he was like, that's great, man. (laughs) Shut up now. And I was like, can can I have a picture? of Of course. And like Bobby's just kind of over here and I felt bad for Bobby because I was like, man, like nobody's really giving Bobby love should have won another title. I don't know what to tell you. That brother dude, Bobby one time Terry two time legends. I love them to death. My favorite, my favorite brotherly duo in the entire sport ever. Uh, They drove badass cars. They looked beautiful. My child brain loved them. But uh, there were a lot of throwbacks and we can maybe, you know, maybe I'll have to get your favorite throwback of the weekend. I'll give mine. Uh, after we get into this but let's talk about some racing so this race i got to watch the majority of it like i said on playback uh we had a lot of the garage fame in there shout out to everybody that showed up in the playback stream buddy you were there at the track one thing yes. that i that i noticed is and i think we can just quickly say this before getting into what everyone really wants to talk about which is the ross chastain incident and in track house and where things are now um you know, the racing product itself wasn't as exciting as I had hoped, and I had built a lot of my DFS lineups on FanDuel because I'm divorced from DraftKings now, um, happily divorced. And uh, I, I built a lineup over there, and uh, and and I kind of built it for chaos because I suspected we saw this there last year. We're probably going to see yep. it, again, and we got it. We got the chaos towards the end, and a lot of it could have been avoidable. I feel like, and I think a lot of other people believe that, but. You know, the, this car on this track is kind of being lumped into some of these other tracks that that are not mile and a half tracks. Mile and a half racing is mm-hmm. fucking incredible. But the, these have become race off pit road races where if you have a great team, you're going to be able to have the advantage to get up front. You Obviously, you have to have a fast, you know, fast. Yeah, that's shaped up correctly. So if you're in that top 10 window and you have a fast crew, you're probably going to stay up there for the majority of the time. And, uh, and a lot of people are going to complain about the racing product and I get it, but it's what we have right now. My thought on it before I kind of like talk to you and see what you thought actually being there is, you know, instead of bitching and whining about how we need to change the car, give them the time, give NASCAR the time to do the work that they need to do to figure out what's going to make the racing better. There are a lot of opinions out there. They're like assholes. Everyone has one guaranteed except if you're an alien. But, um, you know, I, I think that what we need to focus on is especially as NASCAR gamblers, DFS players is what is the one thing we can look at to best handicap these races. And if you know that a track right now is a race off pit road, then you need to be paying close attention to who's going to be inside that top 10 and who inside that top 10 has the best pit crew that is reliable on a consistent basis and maybe some more data for pit crews to get out there a little more public would be great. I've been talking about it for a long time, but I just wanted to state that and and feel free everyone listening to let me know your thoughts on that. But uh, that was just kind of my take of the overall racing product uh, on Sunday. How was it actually being there? Was it any different from what I kind of described or, or did you see anything that, uh, that maybe differs from my statement?
1: No, I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, it was, it was a lot of, clean air was, was absolute King. Um, it seemed like 30 laps into a run tire wear became an issue. And once that happened, then you started seeing your comers and goers. You started to see the field kind of rubber band back together, but it, it took so long for that to actually happen. By the time that happens, there's another caution the stage ends where you got a pit. So, um, it, it's pretty simple, more time, quicker tire wear, more, gradual tire wear and more horsepower. I mean, that's in a day, that's, that's all that would, would fix it. And I think now scars working on it, seems like they're experimenting. So fingers crossed
0: did, but I mean, everybody that was in the stands there, they seemed to be just okay. They were just happy to be there and enjoying it. Or did you hear a lot of complaints in the stands?
1: Um, it is always a good day at the racetrack and it is always an even better day at Darlington. I could watch cars go around that racetrack all day long because even if it is a uh, little bit lackluster Darlington race for the first two thirds of it, it's still a race at Darlington. So sit your ass down and appreciate what we got.
0: Amen. I love that. <laughs> no dual races, man. You go for the vibe. Exactly. Once you go to a race. It doesn't matter how the race shakes out. You're just exactly. So- yeah. And and I tell everybody that all the soak time- it in. Yes. Yes. So like for people listening to this, that just got into betting on NASCAR and things like that, like don't fall into the normal NASCAR Twitter hype of all the people that just bitch and moan about the sport, pay money, buy a ticket, go enjoy. You will come out of there finding yourself watching NASCAR every weekend on television. That's just how it
1: works. And be like me and support your favorite drivers drink or product or anything. I brought my handle of Sonny D and I was sipping that in the Grand Sands enjoying life.
0: Uh I was I was a little upset. So they compared Kevin Harvick's throwback to his AOL car.
1: That yeah, they... no. Yeah. Spit an image if I was blind. Yeah. It was not it was not that. Um it it may have been that if if, if you if you were yeah yeah Stevie wanted Steve going <laughs> it's going full Stevie wonder on the board?
0: Stevie wonder on the board. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Yeah. If you were colorblind, they looked the exact same. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you weren't, um, they looked vastly different. I had my AOL shirt on and yeah, yeah they wouldn't let me just stretch it over the car and just let it guide. So
0: yeah, we well, got I- what we got. I gotta, I gotta see. I think you sent me a picture of that shirt, but I have my, uh, my AOL pit crew Jeff Green, and that's like one of my prized possessions. But I saw
1: a guy wearing that, and I wanted to hug him, and I was like, "That's not Chase. Never mind. I'm not gonna do that." Um, so yeah. Somebody else has it. Then yeah, I- somebody else has it. Yours is better. Yours fit fits you better. That guy, he could have used a size or two smaller.
0: I got very lucky, man, but people people don't understand the time and the energy I put into vintage NASCAR Internet and searching to find things. It's like quality
1: I, over quantity.
0: I treat it like a like a real thrift store. Like if you go into a good goodwill with me, like yep. you better sit down for like an hour because I'm going through shirt by shirt to yep. find what I can because I found some amazing things like that. Respect but, the uh, grind or get out. Yeah, so I I had to bring that up. I know you're a big Kevin Harvick guy, and I just could not understand that comparison to no. a throwback. I was like, just say you didn't have a throwback.
1: It's okay. it's fine. It's fine because, you know what, next week or this week, we got uh, probably the best throwback of all time, and it's not even on throwback weekend.
0: So, yeah. Like, that That's a good argument. That So that's something like I, we were just completely slipping away from. Yeah, no. But it's like <laughs> I think that that is a good argument to have. A lot of people have been talking about that. And I think it's okay to talk about it really quick before we get there. I promise everyone listening, we're going to give our thoughts on Chastain. That's so what happens when
1: you bring me in. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, no, this is what happens every week on this show. <laughs> I mean, like like they, everybody knows, like if there's a guest on this show, like Dale and I can go down rabbit holes, you and I will go down rabbit oh, holes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do I say all the time, your vibe attracts your tribe, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Amen to that. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people were were talking about how they should look to move Throwback Weekend to Wilkesboro, and yep. I I think that that is the best case scenario because the North Wilkesboro in itself is a throwback. Now, if they bring Rock yeah. back on the schedule, then maybe it loses some of its luster. But yeah. uh, you agree with that, or do you think they should keep it good year 400 at Darlington?
1: You know what? Screw it, man. Throwback Throwback month, all of all May. Just but Darlington, Charlotte, Wilkesboro. Let's do it.
0: Throwback season. Throwback He's
1: season. Yeah, exactly. You got like spring. You got summer. You got throwback.
0: Call the FDA. Tell them we need the Winston rights.
1: Yeah. Call Elon Musk. Get him to like shoot something into the sky. And it's like, ah, and it's got a different kind of weather. Yeah. It's like Winston's in the air. And, you know, it's yeah.
0: We'll get him to take us to another universe where the FDA never made that rule.
1: Yeah, yeah. we will
0: still be 12-year-olds getting cartons of cigarettes at race. There's
1: show. throwback season on Mars, I'm sure of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, i mount them at this, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All yeah. right, so uh, let, let's stop dodging this. Chastain, <laughs> Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson at the end of that race. Look, a lot of you guys listening to this know. Good we, clean fight. Yeah, we well, we had, it, it was a little bit more than just like watching as a NASCAR fan for a lot of people listening to this show, I'm sure um it we had a lot of money on Ross Chastain I picked him early in the week to win this race I thought he was ready especially coming off of Kansas with all the hype and everything around him the man was on Pat McAfee's show which I fully take credit because of an April Fool's joke two years ago if you didn't know I told everybody I was the new NASCAR correspondent for Pat McAfee a lot of fucking people believed it so much to the point to where Pat responded to it and then Follow me on Instagram. I think he's recently unfollowed me though, because he probably got tired of all of the NASCAR shit that I post. Rough, rough. Yeah, rough it's, times. Sorry, well, Pat. You know. What a fall from Grace. Yeah, you know, if anybody wants to help Pat realize that he made a terrible decision, that's okay. You know, but I gotta respect him as a man. But uh, but I will say that it it, it stung, but I knew it was coming, so it didn't sting as bad as I wanted it to because yeah. there was a lot of back and forth, uh, apparently, towards the end of it with him and Kyle just kind of beefing for position on the restarts. These restarts kept happening, you know, and with with the end result where Bill Elliott is in the booth, <laughs> he you hear his voice, and it's like that doesn't help because when Bill not You know, know I mean, and we all knew and I'm just sitting here watching. I'm like, well, here goes my Ross Chastain bet down the drain, because Mm -hmm. as soon as he gets up on that last one before he wrecks, he just loses his shit, gets Larson up into the wall, another stinger for Larson betters, another stinger for Chastain betters. And it does not help Ross out at all this time that it happened. So, you know, people are trying to figure out who to point the finger at. I think it's pretty clear that Ross got impatient and was a little too paranoid about it, especially as the points leader, because I think the best thing that uh, a smart driver would understand in that moment is, you know, you had, you had one time where you chose high and Larson chose low. I think Larson probably had the better short run car um in the situation but maybe yeah. they're pretty equal but you know you just uh if he would have just ran his race out man i mean kyle would have probably won well we don't we don't know that though we don't know what would have happened with you know just two laps going around there if he could have found a way to stay on him or keep him but yeah you know I, I, there's a lot of a lot of come down on it but what was your take being in the stands and watching it happen how did it play out for you with your actual eyes on the car's Uh, as opposed to us having eyes on the television?
1: Um, I think uh, Bill Elliott said it best when they asked him uh, who saw that coming, and he said everybody. Or everybody, however he says, I don't know. I don't don't listen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you guys know. Yeah. Uh, But no, yeah, everybody in the stands, they were on their feet. It was vintage NASCAR. um, Everyone, the atmosphere was electric. Coming to that restart because we all knew what was going to happen. Everybody knew they were on the edge of their seats. They knew, all right, one or two things. I mean, it was they knew either Ross was going to wreck or yeah, they knew that. Um, that was it. <laughs> it was, that was. I mean, Ross, man. It, I I've said this about Ross. He he doesn't think further than five feet in front of him, and you know, you're the points leader maybe don't wreck the guy maybe just maybe just take your your second place in your stage points and uh go on to uh the all-star race but he he didn't um i <laughs> he's staying relevant that's for sure he's, he's staying relevant kevin harvick said if you're
0: running bad you gotta stay relevant so um he, he's he's doing that he is doing that <laughs> but now we now we have to wonder how much longer so uh i think uh today uh on Monday, <clears throat> it'll be Tuesday now, you're listening to this, or whatever wow. you're listening to this, but on Monday, you know, you had Justin Marks on Sirius XM talking with Dave Moody, and it sounded like a completely different Justin Marks, a completely different track house. Yeah. And uh basically making statements like, you know, we we're we're working on how to fix these issues and how to make some changes so that we don't lose opportunities. When I hear that, I'm immediately understanding he has had phone calls with very important people that give them money, and he is now- wear bow ties. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Don't know, but it strongly suggests bow ties because of some comments that rick hendrick made and rick hendrick rarely makes comments he rarely comes out like that and i think what he in summary the videos out there all over the web i'm sure everyone saw it but in summary he basically said i don't care if it's chevrolet at this point it's about him and uh, my drivers aren't going to take that and then he also made the comment about how um he thinks he's a talented driver he's just really not doing himself favors by making so many enemies my I guess my defense to that and I'm not like a I'm not like a Ross Chastain like Stan by any means. I like Ross and I like what he is doing right now by keeping the name NASCAR in a lot of people's mouths that it probably in starting back in Martinsville. He is a renegade. He is somebody that is playing by his own rules, playing main
1: character energy.
0: Yeah, he really does. He has main character energy. It's good. And, and I had a conversation with someone earlier today where I'm like, all it's going to take is for him. And I know a lot of people have said this now, too, from what I've seen online. But I've been saying this from, for a while as well. It's just and everyone agrees. I think that all it's going to take is for him to start winning more races. Yeah. And it won't be long before he's the face of the sport. And yeah. I, I firmly believe that it can happen. But now we're talking about the possibility where it sounds like Justin Marks is having these say, and, and Justin could just be saying this. He could yeah. just out here saying this publicly just to, you know, please the the right people that he needs to please and do. And because I don't feel like Justin Marks being the risk taker that he is came into this sport to play it safe. And no. I don't want to. Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't want to believe that by any means. So I uh, we will, we'll see kind of what transpires, but what I can say is that the comments about him not being very smart i think that wanting to win a race is important to be a driver you got to win I, races yeah but might when, be
1: the most important
0: probably probably yep. but also at the same time he finished second in the points last year for yep. track this is a very new team this is a very young driver to the mm-hmm. Cubs. you know you've got to be able to to understand after that many restarts, I know you want that win. You're going to fight for that win. But at the same time, you are fucking leading the points, man. If Yeah. You have second place finish. You're still probably leading the points. And, and maybe not. Maybe that would have done something with Kyle. I don't know. The last time I looked. Um, I, I'm not really sure exactly where we are in the points right now, but I do know that that is good for Ross that keeps him relevant. And that's also yeah. good for me as someone that took a Ross Chastain to win the championship ticket before the season started. So him finishing, you know, fucking all the way in the back of the pack is not helping that. And so he's I, still
1: leading by, I think like
0: 20 points. Okay. Well, I can see from that standpoint, and, and hopefully other people will understand, you know, where I'm coming from with that is I think that that, is just as important. The long game is just as important as the short game.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I get what you're saying about Justin Marks not wanting to play it safe, but I think Justin might might finally kind of see the bigger picture too in all this because, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've, they've come in and walked to the beat of their own drum. I mean, ever since day one. And it, it's worked for them, but I think... You know, if you sit back and look at it, Ross has led a lot of laps. He's let, led a lot of laps, got a lot of stage points, and it's been over a year since he won a race. And the two races he won last year were, I mean, it was, he knocked Almondinger out of the way at Coda. Um, say what you will about that. And then Talladega, the seas kind of parted for him. So as far as execution-wise, really, I would, I would, I would, put the hail melon way above any two of his wins that he's he's made as far as execution wise and i think justin sees the bigger picture because he said a key quote in that interview with moody is he has a great opportunity with having ross in his car and i think he might realize hey we need to harness this and stop all the bullshit because we can win a lot of races we can wipe their wipe their ass with the competition, like with the regular season title, if we just stop wrecking cars, that's it. I mean, he, he could be gone in this whole deal. And I think, I think now they, they probably got to talk from Chevy or maybe he didn't, maybe he did. He probably, I would imagine he has a lot of respect for what Rick Hendrick has to say and probably thinks, okay, you know, maybe, maybe we do need to take this more seriously and, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, it's probably a smart move and probably not a backing down, if you will. I mean, he's, I don't think he's backing down. I think he's repivoting. And I think if it works, Ross is going to be, he's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, I you know, that that is really the only outcome that can happen here. If we see him have a complete fallback, then that's just going to be a complete mental break in his character. And so, you know, it, it's it's tough to find a balance. And I mean, in not just even outside of a car in life, man, when things like that happen, like you've got to be able to be quick on your feet and quick in your mind. And you've got to be able to, to kind of assess a situation and say, OK, this is what I have to do here. Because I do think that by him being as consistent as he's been, if he can avoid, you know, wrecking on the last lap when he's in a situation like that, and maybe just keep calling out these, you know, top fives, top threes, whatever. I think that come Phoenix, man, I mean, he could do it. And if he went, like, imagine, like, yeah, you know, you might only get one win. I do think he'll get a win this year. I do think a win. Oh, yeah order for him it will come it will happen how many wins who knows but if he gets a championship win I mean that's the ultimate right there that's a new team you are you have made history with that team you are the first champion of that team and that is more than likely to happen I believe with what we have seen out of him in the races where he has finished in good position so that's kind of where I'm hanging on to it, and I'm going to hang my hat there. You know, all all grace from Kyle Larson, he's always very calm, cool, and collected uh, in those situations. Glad he did get him a win at Darlington, in the Xfinity Series. It was well-fought. People, What had, a
1: barn burner. Know. What a barn burner.
0: Dude, I didn't even watch the race. I was uh, out you of You
1: should. You should. Uh, that was a great race.
0: Yeah, I I watched the finish. I did see where people were like talking shit about like him and like the same shit with like John Hunter. And I'm just at a point to where I'm like, if you can't take that watching a race, then you need to go watch badminton. John.
1: Yeah, go cricket is like on ESPN seven. Like go watch it. Like John Hunter got out of the car and said that was good racing. and, And you know what? That was damn good racing. I mean, that was an all out drug out fight that's what that was and two guys refused to lose and one of them came out on top and it was one of the greatest drivers in the world appreciate it
0: love that yes yeah. some other stuff that happened in the uh the cup series race so i know that uh martin Trix was very good early on and, and we all had kind of predicted that he'll probably get stage one he will probably dominate just because of the type of racing like i said the race mm. off the road game James small literally came out there's a tweet about it. He came out and the thing that he told on the radio to Martin before they started the race was let's give them a good old school skull. Fucking quote unquote. I love James. Small. What? More. And more wow. Because of just the shit that he says, this Martin guy-
1: Truex, man, he's had the best crew chiefs. Cole Pern, the Pern star himself. Dog, baby.
0: I love that. (laughs) That was our first. I'll say it again. That was our first guest on Garage Talk ever was Cole Pern. Are you serious? What? Uh, I'd kill to have a conversation with Cole Pern. Go back on YouTube, like really far back. It was on video. We have it on video. Go back. I'm like wearing like a button down shirt. I don't have a mustache that week. So I look very different. this was like old OG garage guys. This is back when a uh, uh, chef boy was doing it with me and we got to talk to Cole Pern about like football and all kinds of shit. It was fun. But, uh, but yeah, Pern dog was great, but James smalls really growing on me now. And I, and I said it earlier last week in the show, like, you know, they had a big debacle about, you know, Martin because of Dale and on Dale Center talking about how he's in prison and stuff. And then he won his race. At, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like well, he's out, and I was like, Okay, I'll, I'll sign his parole papers for winning. And then Dale's like, Nope, nope, because Dale's decided he's a dictator and that's how he does things and runs things. So it's whatever. And now I'm kind of, you know, understanding, like, Yeah, hey, maybe we need to pump the brakes on all the parole talk because skipped out on bail. Yeah, I did say, I did say that I think that, you know, we, we need to pump the brakes a bit on Martin this week. I didn't have any bets on Martin Truex Jr., and it was mainly because i know that when when you get that that rush of that win and that high and you're like i'm back like i do think his mojo I think he's got his mojo back yeah do, mojo but, martin but sometimes you can get a little overconfident and i think we yeah. that because he did not he was not able to recover after the incident that he had with ross when ross got around um
1: no yeah that um we have a segment on our show where we give out a sundress and we give out a dumbass and Martin Turex might, might just get my award back Cause once they got in the back, they were, once they got in dirty air, they were dead in the water and then he
0: everything, committed. Everything you could to prevent dirty air was the way to go. So it does suck that that happened. There were a lot of winners and losers of this race, but the real winner of this race at the end of it was the man that stayed clean. He had a very fucking clean race car, throwing it back to Jeff Gordon. Uh, the fiftieth yeah. anniversary NASCAR yeah, it was a beautiful car William Byron big car. Bill big hat Bill for his third win of the season you know and I, and I said this when I was celebrating the one bet that I cashed that literally saved my day and I went like point eight five units positive all the day. <laughs> Everybody, like, it, this was a day where everyone got demolished in betting at Darlington. It was just a rough time for a lot of handicappers over on Action Network. But I think I was, like, one of the only people that ended up positive, like, .85 units, because I had Harrison Burton for a top 10. 12-1. <laughs> to what? Oh, it, my God. It, it was a total gut boy play. I will say it. Like, I had this feeling early in the week. I had this intuition And I was like, man, he's running that he's running his dad's 99 XI car. It was one of my favorite cars as a kid. I was looking at some lap times and stuff on him and I looked at his finish last year and I'm like, man, it looked like he survived. I'm like, if there's like some chaos or some shit, like he might be able to be decent enough to work his way into the top 10. And then he comes out and finishes fucking sixth. And I was just like, way to go young gun. For doing that, for one, but then also made me just reinforce my wizardry. That was the second giant top ten. I think the first top ten I hit this year was that was insane. Was Ricky Stenhouse fourteen to one? It was like plus fourteen hundred, um, over at Coda. So this is the second giant top ten that I've had this year. I've been I've been loving some top ten bets. Pat pat that gut. Pat
1: that gut. Yeah, Wait, dude, I mean, dude, that's got to, got to.
0: You know, I didn't have any William Byron, but I did have that. So shout out to Harrison Burton for for bringing his dad's old throwback in. And that and that car was beautiful. That was by far my. That favorite was a
1: good looking one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anytime you see pink on a race car, bro, I'm like, dude, that's loud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. so i was uh i was stoked for that man i might buy the die cast just because of it i may have to um, that rick's very Stout's grilled cheese one too man I it's very it. chase very chase car right there the 20 the 21 but the grilled cheese yeah. ricky and mike kelly too man like until they had their their issue which sucks it wasn't even something ricky did behind the wheel it was an issue on pit road that they had with tires uh that put Ricky in a bad spot but dude Ricky was running up in the top 10 for the most of the day too. And I think
1: he still ended up with
0: a decent finish. Um, I think he in a top 10 didn't he? Uh so looking at what I do have for all of this I don't think he had a top 10 he finished 13th actually.
1: 13th. Okay. I knew he rallied back for a decent
0: run. Yeah, he did. He didn't do too too bad. I think a lot of it was due to uh to you know just the carnage that we did see. Yeah. Uh, There at the end that Chase Elliott was going to be able to pull through, but didn't happen. Uh, He got tangled up with Kevin, and then William Byron was able to do his thing. Brad K had a fourth place finish, which was a really good day for RFK. Both RFK cars finished inside the top ten. Chris Buescher and Brad K they're they're finding their way. It's a weekly occurrence nowadays. It's it's starting to really turn up. Also, shout out to our guy Justin Haley with College Racing. He got his second top ten. At Darlington, a track that he actually has came out and said that he was, he was terrified of.
1: He was um, third last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think his, uh, one of his, uh, people that worked for PR at college was like, Yeah, he told me he hates it. He's terrified of it. Now he's just like, I was like, You tamed it, bro. You tamed the beast. Now yeah you're not afraid of the dark anymore.
1: Lady bro. in black, man. I mean, he, she tied Fair. him to the bed, but he survived, man. He,
0: Fair. he but, survived. But, but I will say yeah shout out to to big hat Bill man he uh he's a third he Ferguson uh, NASCAR on NBC dude. he got Rick wearing the hat dude yeah I know yeah that's, like that's a that's a meme waiting to happen but I think this is great for William Byron this just shows how strong that their pit crew has been and I I've said it and I will continue to say it I firmly believe we will see William Byron contend for championship this year I think that we're gonna mm. th- Mm. Obviously, you don't agree. Mm. I would love to hear. I don't, that. I don't know, man.
1: Look, here's here's the thing. We saw this last year with William Byron. He was he was a Joey Logano bumper away from doing the exact same thing last year, and it didn't happen. And then he kind of he he cooled off. He got real cool there towards the end of the year. So I'm gonna pump my brakes on Willie B. and just kind of just wait and see. I want I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on the shelf. Put him up here and you know we'll we'll pull him down in the playoffs and see see what he does. Cause I'm I'm not sold on William Byron because it's it it mirrors last year quite a bit. He came out the gate hot last year and really they just pour execution a lot of the rest of the regular season into the playoffs. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to see some execution when the when the chips are on the table.
0: Okay. Where so- I put coin down. So if everybody listening to this, I want y'all all all to go and and either look it up and you can listen to it on this podcast. You can watch it on our YouTube channel. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe as always, and make sure you subscribe to Garage Guys on YouTube. Uh, If you do that, that helps us, and I appreciate that. But I want y'all to go and watch the Garage Talk with William Byron. It was during Atlanta week. We asked him if he won the all-star race. Would he make it official and change his name to Benjamin Bill because he would become a millionaire, uh, even though he probably already is? Definitely, uh, is. <laughs> uh, get another million and he would win. Who doesn't want to win a million dollars? So, um, you know, I I think I might have to to throw some coin down on him just because of that, because I want to see that happen. Like I will Photoshop him on a one hundred dollar bill. Uh, he will. It would be. It won't be Ben Franklin. It'll be uh. It'll be Ben Byron. Um, at that, Thomas yeah, for sure. Um, do you think that if he wins the All Star race, would your position change on thinking he could win the championship? Because I feel like no, it
1: start. wouldn't. And the only reason I say that is because we're about to talk about it. Wilkesboro is not like any other track on the circuit. Mm-hmm. I put more. I put much stock in it as in prestige, you know. and it could a big mo. Big mo is a thing. We love big momentum, but yeah like i said chips it down you gotta you gotta make it through them rounds i gotta i gotta see something
0: okay i can't wait to get into this with you and, I, and i'm glad that i had you guest hosting tonight because you are the one person that has been to this track that knows a lot about it and yeah. we couldn't have a better guest on this show tonight uh or on this show now this week whatever you, whenever you're listening you could have had louie but yeah could have had Louie, but I don't think (laughs) there would have been a lot of communication there. Shout out to Louie, though, the mayor of North Wilkesboro, as I have seen a couple of the car store guys tweet and call him. So I think that it's cool that he's got that nickname now. Has he always had that nickname? No.
1: Noah Noah Gregson can be the mayor. Louie or Otis is is his actual name, but we call him Louie because of the tie. Um, He's the king of North Wilkesboro. I mean, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is he is we have Richard Petty and and then there's Louie.
0: Like there's a hierarchy here. I made a video uh last year and uh and I'm I'm getting ready to uh to have another one come out this week. Kind of I won't go too deep into it, but I thought it was cool to see the reference from a few people saying he was the mayor because oh, yeah. that, that that was invented during that time.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. We was- did this.
0: That's cool. That's cool to know. So just more things to put in the notebook of how we're changing the culture of NASCAR. Don't ever forget it. You know, total narcissist head ass over here, <laughs> that shit, but you know, fuck it. Hey, hey facts. Um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so. I do. Before we talk about Wilkesboro, I just want to say it was really awesome to see some of the legends in the booth. You know, they had Kyle and uh, Richard Petty. We do see a lot of them in the sport of NASCAR. So that was a good stage one. But stage two is where things got crazy. You were not around for this. You didn't really get to hear everything. I don't know if you went back and watched the broadcast yet, but Carl Edwards was in the booth. So on playback, I literally turned off my mic and my video so that we could all just sit back and listen to what Carl had to say. We we're all waiting to hear, you know, if he's going to get back into racing or whatnot. He did mention that he might be looking into some sim racing. Yes, pretty cool. Uh, he talked about how he sailed the the fucking world. He's yeah, sailor Carl, um, just a majestic man that just left. Man, he just rolled out like Forrest Griffin, dog. Like you didn't. You he need- had soybeans.
1: The soybeans. The crap, bro. Like,
0: I mean, and I think that we all knew by how he exited and I went back and watched that race and just saw him shaking the hands and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, shit, you know, like, damn, that's a tough foreshadowing. Yeah. And uh, and and so you you said that you had a a story and maybe maybe people know whatever you're about to tell me about Carl, but I don't think I do. So what is this? What is this? uh, The legend of Carl Edwards that you have? Yeah, So I, I kind of look at him as
1: as a Paul Bunyan type of Missouri. Um, he, he's a soybean farmer um, or whatever or something of that nature. Um, he sailed around the world. Um, I don't know if he did it in 80 days like Mickey Mouse did, but I'm going to assume he did. Um, also, if you get stuck in a ditch out in Missouri, you may just run across Carl Edwards because he may be the one to help you out of that ditch. Um, There was, I I don't remember who told the story and who was stuck in the ditch, but someone was stuck in a a ditch in the middle of Missouri. Kenny Wallace probably told the story. I don't know. And the the hand through the fog, it was a snowy day, hand through the fog and the snow, just this big masculine former race car driver hand just pulled out and said, hey, let me take my hat and sunglasses off and pull you out of this ditch and it was carl edwards and he pulled whoever the hell it was out of that ditch
0: whoever that was in that ditch was probably like i've seen this hand i've,
1: I've seen it i've seen it yeah and i saw i've seen those abs too why are you it's cold outside why are you not wearing a shirt
0: i could see that i could
1: see that yeah 100% probably
0: does it for his health you know being in cold big cold shower guy
1: i can't believe they got him i i was stunned i was like holy shit carl's right there
0: he like, he's here about it. We were like, "How much money do you think they paid?" <laughs> more <laughs> than point eight five
1: units, my guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely more <laughs> of that for sure. I, I I don't know what it took, man. I really don't. I guess like maybe making the seventy five greatest drivers of all time list could do that to a person. So he wouldn't come on Kenny Wallace's show. Kenny Wallace has been very loud about that. Yeah, like, um, I can just hear him just Carl. He just he won't come on show. Poor Uncle what Kenny. What do. I love Ke- I can't wait to meet him man we're gonna be at a uh, gateway coming up here in a few weeks if you're listening to this and you are nearby that track at wwt raceway please buy a ticket and go I'm gonna have some links up uh, links in the discord right now I think Dale put it in there but uh, we will have a link and there's some really cool exciting news we're gonna share this week about that race. so uh, we love them. They love us. And, uh, and, and they see what we're trying to do, uh, for the sport and couldn't appreciate them any more of their, all the whole squad at WWT raceway, uh, in St. Louis. So it's going to be fun getting to meet Kenny. I can't wait to cut up with that dude, but it'd be um, a good week to
1: uh, roll out your garage guy, branded cool towels. That's yeah, for damn sure.
0: that <laughs> would be a good week for that. For sure. I just, I hope <laughs> to see a bunch of the garage fam out there and, uh, We'll have we'll have more to come. So make sure you're following me on all social media accounts and uh, Dale as well this week. But um, but yeah, so, you know, having Carl in there was really awesome to see. Hopefully we do see more of him, just a legend. And then they had Bill Elliott stage three and we kind of already talked a little bit about the things that he said and he did. So it was cool. <laughs> seeing the rape. He was out in the Dodge and whatnot. <laughs> just so, that was
1: amazing. That yeah. was that was vintage. I it, love it, that.
0: It was cool too because, like, I love Chase Elliott's throwback this week. You know, I love the fact they brought out the Everham nine, one best in show. Yeah, and and I think that, it, and I think it was deserving because it's just simplistic and it meant. Mm-hmm. So, they
1: even they even went as far as to paint the spokes on the wheel red to make it look like he had painted red rims like the Evernham cars did. So um, I thought that was a very nice touch.
0: Yeah, they they are. Uh, I, I think that. They should have more customization of rims every week. I think that would be
1: dope.
0: 100%. I would love to see, like, Joey's car, like, with red rims. I think it would be yeah.
1: Oh, that was another good
0: throwback. That car was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was a cool one. So, yeah, so I guess before we get into Wilkesboro, what was your favorite throwback of the week? Um, what's damn that that is a tough one,
1: you know, Kevin Harvick's AOL throwback that was a spitting image of the car, and I just no absolutely not. Um, I think, uh, I gotta give a shout out, I am gonna be a gomer here. Uh, Blaine Perkins and the payday throwback he had in the Xfinity race that was that was the car, and I think a close second was any of the other uh Harvick throwbacks, and I know I'm being a gomer. But they were all fantastic. Shout out to Ryan Ellis, Josh Williams, both the RCR cars. Um, but as far as cup, I think really Logano or Elliott, like both of those were those were the cars. Yeah. Like those were spitting image of the car. Ross's, give a shout out to Ross. I got a picture of five year old buddy, four year old buddy next to the two thousand one Dale Jarrett UPS car. Um, so and cardboard Dale. Um, so I that one held a special place in my heart. So so probably one of those three
0: okay all right if i'm gonna give mine if you gave three i'll give three so i would say uh my number one favorite had to have been uh chastain's i love i thought it was done very well i love the fact they actually had ups on the hood kind of like they yeah did, uh, with coca-cola last year because that was a fl- oh. amazing car. god that was amazing got wrecked i wanted to see that car win um, but yeah, they did great. Trackhouse does really good with getting those sponsors like that. And, and so anytime you can see a throwback where it's actually the real sponsor that it was for me, that oh. the it, taste, the icing on the cake, man,
1: there's a tier of, of, uh, throwback. Um, what makes a good throwback good. And that is top tier when you can get the sponsor.
0: Yes. So I would say Chastain number one, I would say Elliot number two, and I would say Harrison Burton number three. Uh, and solid. And, 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 and honestly, it's not because he won me the top 10, but it's because I love the X Side car. So yeah. I do want to
1: say there should be a rule about um, people doing the same throwback because I thought Ricky Stenhouse was Ross Chastain the entire race. Yeah. I need glasses for sure, but that was tough.
0: I could see I could see that, but it was such a nice touch. It right? should be
1: illegal. It should be illegal. They should not be able to do that. Whoever does it first gets it.
0: What a gr- but I mean, they both
1: look great. They both look great.
0: They might be the first NASCAR team that has ever put a grilled cheese on a race car.
1: This is an F1. And I do love grilled cheese though.
0: Fuck yeah, grilled cheese. <laughs> Oh, dude, garage <laughs> guy, if, if you've been following garage guys since 2017 before we were really heavy in nascar you know all about grilled cheese season i went through a whole phase of like four months when i had first started the podcast where i was saying we're in grilled cheese season now you just bring that back uh, is that gonna, after throwback season no that was uh no it was uh i had a lot of different seasons man like, okay started the show it was just like me and my buddy that it started it out of his garage and it was just so early in its infancy just it was ridiculous dude had so many ridiculous things that we didn't
1: bring that back
0: yeah i know right i'll come of- back for that okay all right well, i mean we're here you know we, <laughs> all we we got a lot we got a lot of cool things coming yeah we got some cool stuff we've been talking about it in the discord uh there's going to be some new things coming out so if, if you're not in the discord get in there it's free just it's free Exclusive information before it's public. Yep. But let's go ahead and get into this, uh, and we'll, we'll wrap it up here. We'll talk about some early leans for uh, North Wilkesboro. I think the best way to start this out, though, is to understand what we are about to witness this weekend, buddy. You have been to North Wilkesboro multiple times. You had you went for the racetrack revival last year, yep. some cars tour races. This track, what would you say it most is? Is comparable to uh, for for somebody that has never seen racing at North Wilkesboro.
1: Um, if you've ever driven on a road under construction, hmm. that is that is probably your best bet because it is unlike basically any NASCAR track. I gave you three examples before the show started. Maybe a Richmond because it's flat. And lots of tire wear, maybe a Darlington because of extensive tire wear, um, Martinsville because short track, but really it, it's tough to handicap because it's it's like no other because it is worn out, it's flat. We haven't seen it a track anywhere close to this with this package. Richmond is the, like I said, the, probably the best comparison, and I don't even think that's a fair fair one. So we're about to see something that you we haven't seen in 27 years frankly so watch the late model races and you might have somewhat of an idea of what's going to happen
0: yeah and those those races uh i don't know where they'll be televised i know cars tour runs on wednesday for garage. Flow racing okay so flow flow racing will have those yeah. right so that make sure to note that i do appreciate you giving your comparisons you've actually been there you've been to the track i know that happens yeah. great
1: but oh my god in- the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I, I hate that I'm not gonna be there this weekend. Um we I had, hate that you're not gonna be there too. No, yeah, we had originally planned on doing it and going there, you know, experiencing some technical difficulties at this time. We'll leave oh, it. Yep, yep. But yep. uh but you know, moving forward from there, I, I just uh, I can't wait to watch it and see it go down. There's a lot that we're gonna be able to bet on too, guys. That for everyone that's listening that's gonna be gambling. Uh we got the the pit crew competition coming up, so I'm sure odds will be dropping on that.
1: Ooh. I didn't even think about that. That's going to be cool.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're going to have, uh, obviously they're going to have their pit crews out there for this race. So that's going to be a factor as well. If it's a short track, then I'm looking at it like kind of how the next gen car has raced. You said extensive tire fall off is going to be something that we want to look at. So maybe if you're going to be betting this, if you, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen, but if you want to, gamble on this race this weekend maybe try to take some of those things into consideration do some of your own due diligence as well and i'm sure as the week progresses we will get some more information from uh from nascar on the statistical side of things and and maybe we'll get some more comparisons i'm going to be doing a lot of work and research to try to understand it because like unlike a lot of nascar gamblers in the industry i'm betting on this race I am going to unleash the gut boy potential. And so a lot of narrative plays for me probably this week. Uh, there's going to be, you know, obviously, you know, practice and qualifying or whatever. I don't know if we're really going to have much of that because it's all going to be. Yeah, no, we will. Yeah, pit crews are going to determine a good bit of it. So we'll see some on track product, but Got good amount of track time. Actually, this weekend before the race. And and I'm sure and it's gotta be important for them to do that. So I haven't looked too deep into it. There's not a whole lot that I have read other than like things that you would see like with Bob Hawker. So throughout the week, there will be some more stuff that will will come of it, I am sure. Uh but they're gonna have the All Star Open and then they're gonna have the uh the race. So the race is Sunday at seven PM, I believe, Eastern time, maybe. Yes. Four thirty PM That's Correct the open so you know looking at i'm not going to go too deep into the open right now i'm going to just kind of look at what we have for the all-star race for the drivers that are already in there uh right now caesars and barstool are the two applications the two betting apps that i see that do have odds up kyle larson is the favorite for this race opening up at seven to one and then we start to have a little bit of differential uh, when we get to the the next driver here up in the top four favorites. You have William Byron nine to one over on Barstool. He is now eight to one on Caesars. You're going to have Christopher Bell at ten to one on Barstool. You can get him at eight and a half to one on Caesars. Ross Chastain eight and a half to one on Caesars. Kevin Harvick nine and a half to one on Caesars. Martin Truex ten to one on Caesars. And then you have Kevin Harvick ten to one on Barstool, Denny Hamlin ten to one on Barstool, Ross Chastain is ten to one. So it's very easy to go ahead and say that you are going to get your best odds right now on Barstool Sportsbook, which it really has been the case for the most part of the year, uh, just because they they they've been my favorite book to bet on, and that's where a lot of my NASCAR bets go to, but. You know, if I'm going to give out a lean on this early on, I'm going to have to roll into my narratives. My narrative plays have been uh, they've been pretty good this year, I will say. And because this is the first time we're returning to Wilkesboro, this makes it kind of a uh, a new race to the series. And when you look back to the races that were like first time race tracks that we've run, ran on. Uh, the the L.A. Clash, the Coliseum, Gateway. Uh, you know about a year. Bristol ago. Dirt, Bristol Dirt. You, there are a couple of drivers that need to be noted when it comes to these first-time events that they find a way to make things happen. So I find it very interesting, and and it's and I get why, and it's because of the performance lately out of the man. But Joey Logano right now is 14 to 1 on Barstool and Caesars. You can get Joey Logano 14 to 1. He has been Mr. First Time since the Gen 7 has came out. And even in situations where we didn't think it would have happened, it did happen. So I didn't have him for Bristol Dirt when that race came out, but that was a completely different car the first year. Um, but whenever you know, they call him Next Gen Joe, I think was the nickname that we had given him. And he, yep. um, he he got it done at the L.A. Clash the first year. He got Gateway done that first year, and then he went on and, uh, you know, did did his jam, did his thing. And so – Joey Rockets. Joey Rockets, man, coming off the Champ Tour. So, you know, with him in this situation, I think that regardless of performance lately – we shouldn't overlook it because if it sounds too good to be true, then maybe it is true. I don't know. I'm just here to say that he has been very good at at first time events. This year we did have Martin Truex win and he didn't do diddly shit at the clash, but I might be having to look at Joey Logano and I don't think it's a dumb play if you're playing off the narrative like me. The other guy that I'm leaning a little bit earlier in on is also a little bit longer in the odds. And I think that he is another one of the guys that we can consider um, you know, the 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 big dogs of the sport. So Joey Logano kind of wanting to take that that space as a big dog in the sport. Kyle Bush is right there with him as a long term veteran driver. That I feel like is going to be someone gunning for these first time events that wants to make history. He is 12 to 1 on Barstool Sportsbook, and he is also 12 to 1 on Caesar Sportsbook. So early leans for me are probably going to be those two guys just because they seem to be the ones that are really wanting to make sure that they stamp their name heavy in history. And that's kind of how the story is gone. For the last two years, since you know this car has kind of been introduced and came around, how are you? How do you? How do you see that? Do you think that that's a fair statement?
1: Yeah, I've. uh I think when they first announced the Wilkesboro All Star Race, I looked at my co-host on the podcast, Seth, and I said, "Joey Logano is probably going to win this race because he he he's inaugural Joe, first time Joe, whatever you want to call him. He." He, has, I mean, you, you put him on a new track, he's gonna figure it out. I mean, Joey, Joey's an all-around driver, and I think that that really shines when you put him on a track that no one else has ever seen. He's able to adapt better than just about anyone. That's why guys like Kyle Busch excel too, is he's the same way. Is you put him somewhere he's never gonna never been before, he's gonna figure it
0: out exactly. So I think that realistically those are probably going to be my favorite two early leans. I don't want to ignore William Byron and that's mainly but that's more of a selfish reason. That's mainly because you know I would love to see him come out publicly and be like I'm Benjamin Bill. Uh so I don't think that, that it grants enough warrant for 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 me to recommend everyone bet on him. If you do tell my cards weekly and you do see that I end up betting on him, roll the dice with me. But yeah, Joey and Kyle Bush I think are the two that, that I would be very confident leaning in on early. Another one though that I do like here at 10 to one is another veteran guy that I feel like is, he's been very much more vocal this year. He's got his own podcast is Denny Hamlin at 10 to 1 in the Toyotas. Now, we've seen where at these shorter tracks uh, this year, some of the tracks that you've you've talked about, you know, like a a Richmond, and, you know, you, you mentioned the Martinsvilles and things like that. Toyota has been a little bit better. So if we're looking at really comparing this track to those tracks, then I think it's fair to say that we might need to take a gander at the Yotas. Um, and if I'm going to look into the Toyotas early on for an early lean, then Denny Hamlin at 10 to one on Barstool would probably be my guy. So I'm not hammering anything a hundred percent yet, but take what I say into consideration when you're, if you're thinking about betting it early, I may wait a little bit to see, uh, how things shake out. Um, I know you're not much of a, uh, of a, of a degenerate NASCAR gambler, like <laughs> listening and like myself and. Dale are, but, um, uh, outside of those three guys that I just listed, is there another guy that you might want to look at whether it's biased or unbiased? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I got a couple names. I do want to say, um, Roy Cooper helped bring the Wilkesboro all-star race back. So Roy Cooper, make it to where I can bet in North Carolina, please. Thank you. Um, but no, I, I got three names for you pit crew competition the one team and ross chastain they've been the best on pit road all year long and all last year josh barry in the open short track guy gonna handle tire wear he's gonna be your guy and then the only guy to drive a cup car on north wilkesboro before this weekend kevin harvick for i mean he's got the he's got the white car how can you not like last time he ran that car he didn't win but the time that we remember him running that car he did win yeah. he will um i think i obviously that's a that's a that's a biased pick but also a sentimental pick and i think maybe i maybe i share that with a lot of you out there that you know it'd be kind of cool to see the old 29 car go to victory but yeah he he tested Parrow back in 2010 um and i believe that's the only time any driver in the field has run a cup car here um other than i guess busher and dylan so
0: you're not those guys you're not, alone. you're not alone on the kevin harvick thing i mean the books haven't valued at 10 to 1 right now on barstool and like i said on caesars i mean he's already underneath that at nine and a half to one so the books are looking at that as well and that is some good information to note that he is the only cup series driver that has been on this track you said 2010 was the last time it has been 13 yeah. years and however he is the only one he is in the 29 car this weekend yeah. Fantastic. So I do I do love that. I love seeing that. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so that is something to note. I do love what you're saying about Josh Berry as well. He is the favorite right now uh for the open on Barstool Sportsbook uh at uh plus three seventy five to win that one. I uh if I'm gonna go ahead and make an early lean on the open, I'm gonna go with Ryan Preece at plus four fifty. It's a good that's a good pick. He's a short track guy. Uh we, we saw what he was able to do with the clash, not saying that Wilkesboro is the clash, but and at Martinsville too. At Martinsville, yeah. So Ryan Priest is going to be someone that I have heavy eyes on. I may actually go ahead and, and look to lock that in depending on where action is updated. But I do like the Ryan Priest pick at four and a half to one on Barstool, and that would have to probably be the only pick that I took for the open, and then I'm gonna kind of save the rest of my bankroll this week for some other type of bets. I definitely want to bet pit road competition when those odds drop. I love what you said about Chastain and his crew; they have been very. Yeah. The other one is obviously probably William Byron and uh, and and Kyle Larson. Hendrick has a really good program going with that too. And they, they got bets on the fan vote. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. If um. That or not. That'd be a good prop bet. Yeah. Caesars usually comes out with some pretty good stuff. So I'll be keeping an eye out. But make sure if you're listening to this, uh you that was some of the early leans that, that we gave out. Love buddy's uh analysis as well on some of his three picks for the three different events. Yeah. Um and make sure that you are following me on Action Network so that you never miss my NASCAR picks. I update it weekly. I make sure that if I hit something. There's always someone in the comments show shows to talk about it before the race. And I'm like, I do every week, every week. week. Oh, yeah, it's, not every week it's there. It's not hard to find. No. Uh, I try to make it easy for everyone. So, um, but yeah, I, I hope that uh, everyone is uh, excited. I hope that there will be some betters. I can't wait to talk to you guys more about it in the discord this week and on social media, you know, to follow me at garage guy, chase, Uh, Follow Garage Guys at Garage Guys FS on Twitter and at Garage Guys Racing on all other social media out there. Uh, Buddy, I can't thank you enough for guest hosting and hopping on here. It's been great talking with you. Great analysis on uh, North Wilkesboro. somebody that's actually there that understands it. So we appreciate that. Also appreciate your insight on the race by actually being there in Darlington this weekend. And just appreciate you as a human being in general. You're one of my favorite people, and I uh, appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me, man. It's it's fun. It's fun. And uh, you guys out there betting, make sure you pay attention to the late mile race, too. Those will be those will be good, good um, indicators as well. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited. North Wilkesboro is coming back. The energy is going to be unbelievable. So I hope you guys I hope that comes through on the TV as much as it does in person. But yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, can't wait for North Wilkesboro. Holy shit. I can't believe it. I know we're Good racing time. we're, we're doing back. it
0: two weeks in a row we're throwing it back be on the lookout for Louie if you're going be on the lookout for Buddy as well you can follow Buddy oh yeah at Buddy Polly, right at the Buddy Polly, at the Buddy Polly on social yeah. media. there's and only one as well yes yes there is only one <laughs> and like you um but yeah and check out his podcast it's a uh, big motor small blade with him and Seth they uh they they cut up on there and they they have their opinions on what goes down That's uh true of, Kind of like what uh, we do, but a little bit different. And they got some some cool segments and some cool things going on as well. So, And uh, be on the lookout for him for some more uh, Garage Guys YouTube stuff. Buddy will be back. Him and I will be working together. It's always a good time working with Buddy. Damn Buddy right. Up. Yeah, man. Thanks again. Thanks, everybody listening. You know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell one person today about Garage Guys. Tell one person today that doesn't know diddly shit about NASCAR about us. Get them in the game. Get them involved. We want to help, and we want to continue growing the sport, not just NASCAR, but motorsports in general. Uh, Netflix has already got Formula One covered, so we'll focus on NASCAR and IndyCar for the most. And, uh, yeah, so the month of May continues to roll out, uh, not just in Indianapolis, but all over. So very exciting races coming up. And, uh, And thanks again for listening. We will see you again after some of the events go down. Be on the lookout this weekend for another podcast for betting from myself uh, and also just uh, news in general. So we will talk to you again soon. Take care. Is Rice Week.